Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What up? Welcome into the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. A proud member of the Fantrax Podcast Network and the Fantrax HQ family. D. Mendy here, joined as always by Johnny Foosball, John Van Etten. John, did Manny enjoy her first Christmas? Yeah, the, the little kitty uh, just got a lot of uh, trash and paper bags, but cats love that stuff, so. Did you gift wrap them or did you just give them to her without? No, it was the, our gift wrapping. You unwrap it and then you throw it down on the floor for the cat and they'll play with it for like four hours. Oh, sounds like a good gift to me. <laughs> but uh, speaking of first Christmases, we also have a boy that grew up in a Jewish house- household and that's uh, the doc, Eric Mendelson. How was your first Christmas? It was pretty good, man. Can't complain. I, I now realize I missed out for 26 years. Wait, yo, Eric, did you convert? No, my girlfriend's... Uh, uh, Christian. Not not all of us convert. I was about to say, everybody's falling <laughs> in the footsteps. Right? Shots fired, bang bang. Don't shade at me. Uh, of course, we also have the man that was just sounded beautiful on his new mic, and he's always giving every single time of the year, and that's the Brad Stradamus, Brad Kilgore. How's it going, buddy? I'm sad as hell, man. Dwayne Haskins, they just kicked my boy to the curb. <laughs> yeah, man, that was uh, that was your guy, and we're going to have to dive into that in a second. I don't want to jump the gun. But we have a guest this week, and joining us, I got to uh, I got to intro him in the proper way. Right foot up, left foot slide. All right, left foot up, right foot this slide. dude, we welcome they in a man. There's two sides to him. Slide. The man you see copyright, before you. Copyright. Copyright. <laughs> All right, there's two sides to this man. The man you see before you. And the man that rocks a mustache when he has very bad takes. An NFL <laughs> and an NFL fantasy analyst. This dude from Georgia don't like to lose. He says so on his podcast, Lord Don't Lose. The only man I know that has an OnlyFans for football chats. <laughs> Hit it for me, Drake. Oh Lord. That's right. We've got the fantasy football lord, a.k.a. Lawrence Jackson Jr. What's going on, man? Man, what's happening, man? Uh, Yeah, man, the OnlyFans things, it was cool for a minute. But you know what, man? <laughs> I don't like OnlyFans getting a cut of my bread. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm finding another avenue, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to do my own thing. They can't get my little change, man. <laughs> Now, I like see, I was about to ask you right from the jump because I was like, all right, is this something I got to get into too? Because I figured it was only for like stuff that you can't see on podcasts. But are you giving advice and then giving like the ladies a little bit of extra with that advice? Or how's that work? <laughs> see, they ain't ready for all that yet. You know what I'm talking about? Because some of them might be too young, you know, so no, it ain't, <laughs> it ain't none of that. But for that reason, you know, I got to keep it. But it was funny though, because it, it's funny because I'm a dude who had OnlyFans, and most of the people that sign up is dudes because they, because they uh, they they want in the fancy football advice. So some of the dudes is like, man, I want to get this, but I don't want my wife to see that on on my uh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't need, 
My man got his I cheeks out talking about him. Kyler Murray. <laughs> I couldn't even tell him, like, no, nah, it ain't going to show up because I don't know because I ain't never signed up for one before. So I don't know. Then I would just, you know, trying something new. But, yeah, it was supposed to be something where, like, um, you get exclusive content or whatever and have easier access to me. So about halfway through the season, I was just like, you know what, man, I'm going to make it a fantasy football chat. So uh, certain people would, uh, I would have a, a fancy chat and whatever question you have any time of the day, the first, like those people would be my first priority and I would answer in depth. So that's kind of how it went down. I've been going about this all wrong. That's what I'm doing first thing when we're done with this show. I'm making an OnlyFans for fantasy <laughs> football. Try. I love it. Uh, take, take, take the shirt off and everything. Does, uh, <laughs> does Patreon take a cut? Oh, I'm not sure. They they probably do. Uh, yeah, they probably do. Everybody taking a cut. That's why yeah. I got off that. Yeah. Nah, I can't blame you. But, hey, man, we're glad to have you on the show tonight because in the huddle today we have the Fantasy Football High School Superlative Show. So do you all remember back in high school when you opened that crisp new yearbook and saw those awards given out in the back of the book for the predictions where you'd be after high school? I know Lawrence buying yearbooks, David. I know Lawrence knows what I'm talking about. I know my man won a lot of those awards, right? Well, which one y'all think I got? Most successful. Funniest guy. (laughs) (laughs) I got the most ugly award. Oh man, don't do you like that, man. I actually, I actually, (laughs) my senior year, I ain't even get that. I lost most athletic to another dude who was on the basketball team would see our basketball team were good. I was on the football team and we suck. So I guess that kind of made me lose it. So I ain't getting Nathan. You, uh, you're Georgia, right? Were you like 6A, 5A? We, we was 5A. So we were one of the wow. schools. We was one of the sorrier schools. I say that in but 5A. That's a big so division though. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it was it was tough, but like we were bottom of the barrel. So, but our basketball team was also five eight. They were winning. They was always in the final four and all this. So, I I ain't get most athletic games. So, <laughs> hey, I mean central. We all share that award. None of us got the most athletic, even though we wish we did. <laughs> but uh, we got seven awards on the docket tonight. Some of them high school staples, other of them that may be if we were in high school now. So our job is going to be fitting those players into those categories. After that, we'll go to our question of the week. Which current NFL player looks like they're currently in high school? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. But first, let's go to our news and notes. News and notes, and Brad, I'm going right to you for this one. The Washington football team cut that headache known as Dwayne Haskins. The floor is yours, my man, as the uh, only Washington football fan on this pod. Go ahead. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, man. I uh, I get the move for Washington. I probably would have done the same thing. But I'll, I'm going to be the one of the only voices speaking up for Dwayne Haskins. Um the dude threw 50 touchdowns at Ohio State in one year of playing. Like, he's not a scrub. Whoever signs him is going to be able to sign him for pennies. I just saw that he he cleared waivers, so he's he's not going to – nobody has to take on his his rookie his rookie deal. Um, I think if you give him time, time to learn a system, if you give him a line 
like what made him great at offense at at Ohio State is that he had an offensive line where he, he had clean pockets all the time and a lot of guys are great with a clean pocket but he he's special with a clean pocket so if you can give him a clean pocket he can do great things Washington didn't really have that um I think he's got a lot of talent and wherever he lands if he gets a good backup gig I think he's we're going to have a nice little career arc for him where we're talking about this being his lowest moment. Can I say one thing real quick? Never no, forget. You, no, you, you weren't called upon, so you can wait your turn. <laughs> okay. well, I want to go to Lawrence first. Yeah, so I, I actually I, – I don't actually mind uh, Brad defending him because I did it about a month ago, right? The What I wouldn't use, though, is what he did at Ohio State. Because a lot of quarterbacks do a lot of things at Ohio State. That's true. That's and true. You know what happens when those guys get to the NFL. So what I'm I a Braxton said, Miller truther, though. Oh, God. <laughs> he didn't even finish that quarterback at, at, at Ohio State. That's Damn. not that's Terrell not Pryor, fault. Oakland Raider legend. Shit, I'm a, ter- I'm a Terrell um, Pryor truther, too. <laughs> Longest quarterback touchdown run in NFL history. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're just sir. naming Ohio State failed projects here. <laughs> right, right. So what happened is about a month ago, um, Alex Smith had got tackled on the sideline, and then you saw Dwayne Haskins run from over, from out of nowhere, and help pick him up. So mm-hmm. I had posted that, and I was defending him, saying like, "Look, y'all was talking all this stuff about him, uh-huh. and uh, look how good of a teammate he is." So that yes, was sir. like a month ago, right? So now people are coming back to that post, and they like. <laughs> See, I told you, I told you. Now, this is the thing. Um, what he just got right now, getting cut and all, it was like he was asking for it. Um, yeah. You, you you start a game, he didn't play well. Then it, then he, you see him in the strip club with all that skin flapping in his face. Uh, he, <laughs> would, he would loving that. <laughs> he was loving that. And then, and then, he got to start again. So, like, if you're going to do that, the coach already don't want to play you, but he yeah. has to. So you you got to be on your P's and Q's. You got to have a, go out and have a game. And then he did it. And then he got replaced by, uh, what's his name, Tyler Heineken. I just think of Brew. Um, uh, it, he gets replaced uh, in the game. It just wasn't going well. So, that you on the sidelines, his teammates giving him the stank eye and stuff. It was just his time there was done. Um, yeah. I hope he could recover. He's still young. He still got a shot, but he definitely has to change his mindset. He he definitely didn't. He should have been stripped of his uh captain's patch. Um, because with 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 the whole COVID thing going on, and you see players cams miss games from COVID. Lamar Jackson, a lot of star players. So the coach, the coach me, has you, you saw what happened. Coach has cancer or had right. You saw what happened in Denver where all the quarterbacks missed the game. You yeah. don't want to put out there that you that you just saying I don't care and I'm willing to risk that. Like that's not what the, that's not what you want to put out there for people to see if you're the captain of a team. So. I he will kind of asking for this. You just hope he learned from it. Go ahead. I will say, you know, you mentioned his mindset. Like, if you just search Dwayne Haskins' name, it's nothing but negativity all over Twitter, 
all over any social media site that you see. And I think with that comes like, you know, the kind of fuck them all attitude where it's like you have to have like me against the world mentality in order to keep your sanity. You know, a 23 year old kid like that, that makes a lot of sense to me for him to have that attitude. But to your point, like you can't, if you're going to have that attitude, you need to perform on the field. And it, it was rough for him. It was rough for him. It's it's not the same sport, but James Harden and Lou Williams both went to pretty much this did pretty much did the same thing, and they came back and played because they actually are good in the player and the team wants yeah. them. James Harden, oh. right? He did the same thing, but then he came back and scored forty four and dropped seventeen <laughs> dimes. Yes, so he did. Do that, I don't know what you're gonna say, but like if Haskins would have came out there, won the game, threw for three hundred yards and three TDs, he'd be he'd on the team right now. Yeah, yeah they, they they don't care. Is if you balling, but when you ain't balling, and then the team get mad at you and stuff, then it's different. Go ahead. Doc. My red my red flag about him as I read this today. I don't, I can't believe I didn't know it before. He charged people to go to his draft party to support him. That would have been a huge red flag of character issue. Who does that? Okay, they're <laughs> <laughs> just leaving that in the carpet. Let's move to our next bit of news. Alvin Kamara scored six rushing touchdowns on Christmas Day. Going back a little bit here, but it was an outstanding performance nonetheless. So just real quick thoughts here, and we'll get moving. John, is he? where is he ranked for you next year in drafting? or Is he top five for you? Pretty, pretty much where he was this year. Do not let one game change your season-long plan moving forward it'll turn all you i know you and eric love joe Mixon because he had three good games at the end of last year don't let it cloud how the rest of the season went uh, you're right. right dj Moore, wide receiver four <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't look too good uh brad and uh and lawrence it, i mean probably cmc's got to be the number one back is he two three start with you brad what do you think yeah no i agree with john i think um He's about the same place he was last year, or I guess to start this year. He's an elite back. We all knew that, but I'm not going to project, you know, six touchdown games for him going forward every game. Like he, he had a great game, and that's all it was. It was a great game. Lawrence, same with you? Yeah. So, well, coming into this season, he was actually uh, my number two running back. So, and my number one was Saquon Barkley. So once Saquon Barkley got hurt, then that kind of made Alvin Kamara my number one. Um, so, yeah, I'll put him number one because I damn near had him there already. I had CFC <laughs> at number three. Um, and he's been there for pretty much this whole season since from like week three on to now, even those bad weeks. When he uh when when the Saints had Taysom Hill at quarterback and he was getting negative targets, um yeah, he he had bad games in that stretch, but he maintained his uh spot atop the uh so he, it wasn't like this six touchdown game uh catapulted him to number one uh for running backs he was already there, and when you're guaranteed eighty catches he's had eighty catches in every season he's played. Um, when you're guaranteed that, that's at least the top three. So I don't, I wouldn't have a problem uh, putting him at number one. And now what he's about to do for the first time, he hasn't done this in, in his career, 
he's at 932 rushing yards right now, so he's getting close to 1,000. Usually he's around 700, 800, but then he's getting 700, 800 receiving yards. But now he's about to top that 1,000-yard mark. Um, I don't know the same situation playing in week 17, but if he could get to that, um, that'll be nice. But, yeah, next year um, he's at least – like I said, he was my number two running back coming into the season, so I would probably put him uh, one or two uh, between him and CMC. I like that. Doc, just put a bow on this real quick. Where are you putting him? Top three. I think it's a few years ago. You can take CMC. You could take Cook. You could take Henry. I don't think there's a clear-cut number one. Um, I had Kamara number one a couple of years ago, and that's when he got hurt, but this is the talent he has when healthy. All right, fair enough. Let's move to the last little bit here. A.J. Dillon showed out Sunday night. Everybody, he's the talk of the fantasy community going into next season with how he looked. Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence has got this look on his face. Uh, so I'm curious if Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, who contracts are both up after this year, and they let both of them walk, A.J. Dillon is the number one dog in Green Bay next year. Where are you drafting A.J. Dillon? Start with you, Doc. Uh, I'll go end of second at the earliest because I don't trust Matt LaFleur and they could always bring in a name. Like someone like James Robinson was an afterthought until Fournette was cut and it's like the number four running back. So I don't look too much into it this early. All right, Brad. Yeah, I agree with Eric. Um, I think, you know, the age of the workhorse running back is kind of done. So even if they do let Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams walk, it's not like they're just going to say, okay, let's let's rock with AJ and, and let him get all the touches. They'll probably draft a running back or bring in a running back. So I think we can expect him not to be a workhorse. All right, Lawrence, floor is yours, man. Um, it, it, it's, I'm kind of I'm going to say what they're going to say. Um, it will be very hard to imagine that both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones go, but you never know. And then if they do go, we're going to be like, oh, A.J. Dillon. But then they end up with, like, Travis Etienne from Clemson or something. Yeah. And then we're all like, oh, two running backs <laughs> drafted in the second round two years in a row. And then, then we just don't know what to think. Um, as far as A.J. Dillon the other night, um, it's playoff time. It's getting cold. Playoffs will probably go through Green Bay and the NFC. This is where guys like A.J. Dillon shine. So it'll just be interesting to see uh, what his uh, share in the in the workload is going forward for this season. So that'll let us know um, for next season uh, what their plans are. Do they back off Aaron Jones a little bit in the playoffs and give more to Dillon? Or is it even or what? So like the other guy said, uh, we just really don't know, and it's kind of – it's too early. And, John, what about you? Uh, similar to Kamara, I don't – I wouldn't let Kamara's six touchdowns sway my projections. Why would you let 120 yards really change your mind that much about a player? Fair enough. I, I'm just – I used this example on Twitter earlier, and someone asked me about it, and I said that if he's in a similar situation where, again, if Jones and Jamal Williams walk – and they draft a fourth or fifth round rookie just to kind of spell him like they do with a Derrick Henry in Tennessee with Darrington Evans, who sees about That's 10, 
So yeah, so I, I'm I'm going off of I think they would have a couple backs there, but if it's someone like right now, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is getting I, I don't have the exact snap percentage in front of me, but it's not usually enough to kill Aaron Jones's value. So if they brought someone like right. a lesser extent in with AJ Dillon, I would be very interested. But yeah, we'll see how everything plays out, of course. And then yeah, it's obviously not like, it's not like they're gonna have no other running backs on the roster. Like you gotta have somebody, you know. So right. And the last little bit here, Jared Goff broke his finger out week 17. Justin Herbert broke the rookie passing touchdown record previously held by Baker Mayfield. Travis Kelsey set the single-season tight end receiving yards record. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are changing their names to the Jacksonville Lawrences. So, should be some good stuff there. <laughs> but you can let me run a team. <laughs> are, you, are you pitching now on the pod to, to let, them, uh, let you take over? Yeah, man, let me take over. Who would you take at one? Who would I take at one? I would go with uh, Justin Fields. Oh, I like that. That's going to be a take. I was about to say, (laughs) quarterback, you taking a one. But but see, he he was originally – in you at UGA, so and he's oh, from okay. Georgia, so <laughs> that's I will, true. That's I will true. try to ignore that Ohio State stuff. <laughs> I like that. Well, if you like hearing about Ohio State football, if you like what you're hearing so far, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcasts. Want to hear more triple play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball and a fantasy basketball show that you can check out available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the content. How about lighting up that Apple podcast app with a five-star rating and review of the show? Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy. Eric and Brad run our social media to provide daily questions, annoying gifts, and, of course, our weekly episode drops. Listen to the Lord. The Lord here will tell you that you need to listen to our show, hopefully by the time this is done. He ain't going to play around with this. So if you like listening to the Lord, make sure you listen to us. Thank you, the loyal player, for your listens each and every single week. And we'll jump into the Fantasy High School Superlative Award Show right after this quick break. All right. The Fantasy Football High School Superlative Show. So, again, talking about how it was senior year, all these superlatives put in the back of your yearbook. We want to identify seven players that could fit these awards and kind of figure out why we think each one would fit in those particular categories. A fun show going into week 17 now that all the statistics and numbers can be done with. We can just have a little bit of fun here. So you fellas ready to dive right into this thing? Is there? You're a loser if you play week 17 fantasy. (laughs) I'm actually in one right now. Besides you. Besides you. Uh, Oh, man. Laura's backtracking. I I don't like it. It's just how it is. Like, I actually hate that. Like, and I'm playing for third, too, so it make it even worse. It's, it's I like ridiculous. That. Like, scrap that. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the first thing. I like if I see there's a week 17. There's so many people that get benched and like or play a half that screw your lineup. Like that was the whole reason I was like I can't do it. But yeah. don't we 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 ain't talk about week 17 today. Luckily, we're gonna talk about something fun, something good, and we're gonna start with our first category here, and that's the most likely to succeed. One of the most common ones you might see, and this was for this category. We're talking about who you were high on being great this year that you fully succeeded to your expectations and not maybe not someone that's super obvious, someone that, okay, like 
This isn't a, a DeAndre Hopkins or, or whoever may be. Someone that you were like, this guy's going to be good, and they showed out for you. So, Lawrence, I'm going to start with you. Um, Mine is going to be uh, – I'm, I'm going to keep it at with the home team, man. Mine is Calvin Ridley. Um, he, I, I had him inside my top ten, barely inside my top ten uh, for PPR, and he's actually number five right now as we speak. Uh, he actually uh stepped up his game uh when Julio went down and he just been racking up 100 yard games and now he's at over 1300 yards and and he's a he's a touchdown getter as well man so he he's done better than doing well so he kind of uh actually exceeded my expectations at his uh maybe getting drafted in the fourth or fifth round I like that yeah I mean Calvin Ridley, he's is he a top five wide receiver next year? Draft is a top five wide receiver, or is that too high for him? Um, I don't with, with so because you you you're gonna have Hawkins, you're gonna have Adams, Stephon Diggs will probably be more likely to go as a top five uh, wide receiver. Um, I don't see him being drafted as that, but he could easily end up uh, finishing there again. It just ha- it depends on what happens with Julio too. Right, you that's know, a good so point. If there is no Julio, which I hope there is, but if there's not, then I could see him creeping to that conversation, but not drafted as a tie. It's just too many guys out there. Agree, and appreciate you, uh, John Luke, checking in. John, what about your guy? You guys uh, told me I was a homer for putting him as high as I did on Darren Waller. But, I mean, if you just look at what he did in the fantasy playoffs, you know, he's got 625 yards, three touchdowns, last four games. He could have won you some stuff, especially from that uh, tight end position, which is very, very uh, light this year. Oh, yeah. I like that. And then the homer pick ended up working out well for you. <laughs> you were I, I don't have the rankings in front of me from our preseason, but was he your tight end two or was he your tight end three? Definitely in? two, I think. Okay, yeah, because you that was a good call on your end. Doc, you're itching to get in. I can see it. Who's your pick? Oh, I mean, it's uh, my QB7 preseason. It's Josh Allen, who's actually QB4. Mm. Uh, four games with four-plus passing touchdowns for all the people that said he can't pass. And for all the people that said Zach Moss is going to steal touchdowns, he has eight rushing touchdowns. Nine out of the 16 weeks, he's scored over 25 points, and his trajectory is going up, and he looks like the Bills franchise quarterback. I rest my case. Yeah, he's. I saw something you put up today, Eric, that he's arguably the number two quarterback next year behind Patrick Mahomes, most likely. I know there's a mix of Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. Could I saw a couple people talk about him in there? Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's always a chance to be in there. I mean, but he's he's a strong candidate to be the second quarterback off the board next year. So I I love that call, Brad. What about you? Yeah, man. People said I was crazy. People said I was smoking crack. People said I was trying to get. <laughs> attention i put kyler murray as my qb1 and he's qb1 this year like i said he had the potential to get five thousand yards passing and one thousand on the ground and it's looking like he's going to do four and one thousand if he if he were to stay healthy but i mean he's oh, yeah. exceeded five, on five, five, one thousand you crazy I, uh, <laughs> I, that was pretty close four and one thousand is pretty close but uh four, the dude he won't hit the, the dude yeah. showed out yeah, no, nah, he's not going to hit it. He's not going to hit it, but he's still QB1. And uh, I think it, it goes to show you know, 
know, the power of having a dual threat quarterback, what that does to your fantasy floor. And if you have a successful season, what it can do to your ceiling and your upside. So Kyler Murray was my guy. Great picks all around. Let's move to our next one. And that's our biggest catfish. This one would probably be in there now if we were in high school these days. Who you thought looked like they were going to be great, but completely was someone different after the season started. So you completely flopped on this player. And I'll start with John for this one. Well, it, I thought Daniel Jones was going to sort of have a, a Jameis Winston oh. season uh, last year. I thought he was just going to fumble it, then throw a touchdown, then throw a pick, and then throw another touchdown. And because turnovers don't really matter in fantasy, it was going to add up to a pretty good fantasy season for him. But uh, he's just had a whole lot of zeros across the board. Like, oh, zero touchdowns, zero picks, a couple fumbles. That doesn't really help. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's nine touchdowns this season. Not, yeah, not passing touchdowns. I, I thought he was going to be slinging it, but he's the Saquon injury doesn't help, but that doesn't really bring you to nine touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. If he doesn't throw a touchdown on Sunday, I can't remember the last starting quarterback that probably played 10 or more games that has thrown under 10 touchdowns, but I'll have to look that up. Doc, who's your guy? Yeah, great pick, John. I mean, I was high on Daniel Jones, so I got to take my L's when I can. For me, it was Joe Mixon. I was taking another L. <laughs> so he was injured week seven. But you look at before, he had one game with 70-plus rushing yards. He had one game with 100-plus scrimmage yards. A uh, little bit of encouraging signs. He caught four-plus passes in three of the six games. But you look at besides that game against Jacksonville, where he had 175 rushing yards and 42.5 fantasy points, he averaged 11.5 the other five. Once again, that's not bad. But for somebody that I think he was my running back six in a consensus first or second round pick, that's not the production that you're expecting to get. So I need to put this out there before we continue. John did not have Joe Mixon on his top 24 list when we put that up. <laughs> and you all gave me so much hate for it. Everybody killed you for that? Yeah, well, he and... got, he, he'd be there if no injury. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't very good. No, we can't say that. We can't say that. <laughs> I, I need I to mean, give him credit where credit's due. He's 24 right now. He ain't played in two years, it seemed like. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. I, Brad, who's your guy before we get to Lawrence? This is my guy, man. I was I was sad to see it happen. I still can't believe it. I had this guy as a top 10 quarterback. Tyrod Cam Taylor. Newton, man. Uh, no, no, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Uh, yeah. Tyrod doesn't count because he got hurt. He would have been top 10. <laughs> but uh Cam, man, I he was he was showing out on the ground. He's still a, a powerful guy. He's not as fast as he once was, but he's still powerful. He's getting those touchdowns still. But his arm, man, it it looks bad sometimes. <laughs> like it looks like he doesn't it looks like he does not look like an NFL quarterback. Like his feet won't be set or he'll he'll you know, he's missing guys high or he's he's bouncing it to him. Like I don't know if he's hurt or what, but I worry about this guy, man. I don't know if he's going to have another contract. I don't know who's going to give him a shot. I don't know if the Patriots want to keep giving him a shot. But if this was his audition to get back to the big money, it didn't go well for him. It looks like it honestly hurts every single time he throws the way he comes out it of does. his hand, honestly. Lawrence, who you got? Well, it's crazy because uh, John and Brad took my two, right? But <laughs> I was definitely going to go with Daniel Jones because I had him as my number nine quarterback. Then I had Cam as my number eight quarterback. 
Um, yep. and, and you mentioned about a quarterback not throwing for 10 touchdowns. Or, well, Cam's thrown for like five or six this year. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he, he's run in for 12, so it's a little different. What's that? He's running for like 12 or something, so it's a little different. That's At least true. he is getting yeah, in the end zone. Just off of throwing bases, it was bad. But, yeah, um, I'll go back to uh, uh, Todd Gurley. Um, I thought that uh, with the – with the high flying Falcons offense, uh, he would. To be honest, he was living off touchdowns, and that's cool. Like, if when people say, "Oh, he's only getting it because his points because of touchdowns," well, I'm like, well, that's part of fantasy, right? Uh, but yeah, uh, the passing uses that I expected, it wasn't there. Um, Devontae Freeman coming off a 59 catch season the year before that. I thought Ty Gurley would come in and uh, take all those targets. Uh, he didn't. He was basically used as a battering ram. He looked like he gained a few LBs, too, while he's down <laughs> in Atlanta because they do got that good food. So t- Now, he had a game against the Panthers where he broke out for a 40-yard run, and I'm like, well, damn, he is – he might be back. It ain't just these little <laughs> short touches. He broke out of there. But, um, yeah, and it was looking good for the first half of the season, but he just fell off. He got slow. He missed the game and a half. The knee flared up, and a uh, uh, bad call by me, definitely. Every time Ito yeah. uh, Smith or Brian Hill came in, it looked like they were the starting running backs. Yeah, it's just Edo how slow. Smith, definitely. It's just yeah. how slow he's become. Like he, I would be surprised if he has a starting job anywhere next year. Maybe he can be a, a backup, kind of like Frank Gore, kind of oh, like Levjo. Just start packing on the pounds and become Mike Tolbert. <laughs> there we go. Uh-huh. What Todd Gurley's going to be next year is he's going to be that running back next to a rookie that a team drafts that takes all the goal line touchdowns. Because when he gets in the five, it's almost automatic. Like he just has a nose for the end zone. So. He'll be stealing touchdowns on two carries per game from some hot shot rookie running back. It's, it's gonna be the Jordan. It's gonna be the Jordan Howard line where he has six carries for eight yards <laughs> and four <laughs> touchdowns. On there the you game. go. I like you know, that. I, I swear Jordan Howard had less. He wasn't hitting one one yard per carry at some point this season, but he had yeah. like four touchdowns. It was nuts. Uh, let's move to the next one here. Let's go to the drama king. And this is the person that you owned that was the most stressful person to put in your lineup week after week because you had no idea what to expect for him. Stressed you out every single time you watched them play. Doc, I'm going to start with you for this one. All right, well, I was going to say Todd Gurley, but um, every every stat I was going to use was stolen. So good thing I had a backup. You started him each week, but Josh Jacobs was so stressful to own. You start him week one, and he has that 35.9 fantasy point game. And you're like, all right, that's solid. But from week 12 on, here's his number of touches. Week 12, he had 10 touches. Week 13, he didn't play. Week 14, he had 16. Week 15, he had 29. And week 16, he had 13. He had six games with 25-plus touches. But then, and John probably knows, for some reason, the Raiders would just give Devonta Booker goal line work. So once again, well, it's it's been lingering injuries is the reason. It is not for some reason. It is for hip issues. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, you started him week in and week out, but it's just stressful because there's such a wide range of outcomes with Josh Jacobs you didn't, that you didn't know what to expect. Fair enough. Let's go to Brad next. Who's your guy? To me, it was Zeke, man. Uh, 
You drafted oh. him high because you know what he could Good do. Call. And you've seen what he can do, and he's he's an all-pro. And then this year was just – it was pain. Like, he might have a breakout game, but he also might have, you know, 15 carries for 40 yards. Like, you, the dude just had a rough season, and it didn't help the Dak – you know, Dak got hurt because if you have that passing game, they can't stack the box on you, which they actually did because they only had to worry about Andy Dalton. But, you know, it was just a rough season. And having said all that, he's still RB10 in standard leagues. So, mm-hmm. I, is he really? He's just That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. yeah so he was at RB6 for the longest. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So it's just, it's and one of those, he's just a frustrating dude. So he's just like, you want to start him and you should start him, but. There's a good chance might, that somebody outperformed him every week. Yeah, that's a good call. Lawrence, who's your guy? Uh, well, it was Zeke, but I got again. I always got plenty of those. Uh, mine was uh, Jonu Smith. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Missed the touchdown, man. Who came through with a touchdown this past game? Uh, you had to sweat it out though. The thing about Jonu Smith is, man, uh, I feel like if he was in a different offense, he could eat well and eat heavy. Um, but it's just not in the cards with this offense. Uh, I was reading something uh, prior to the season that showed that he did a lot with the opportunities given. Um, so they were talking about how they were going to give him more opportunities this year, but it's just not in the cards with that offense. Um he did well to start off when there was no AJ Brown, but then when AJ Brown comes back, you got he's gonna be the guy when they uh revert to the passing game. So just Joe New Smith getting, you know, I think week 15 he had five catches for 52 yards, so that's volume. But then most of the time it would just be like three for 18. But that touchdown, though, that touchdown gets you over. And that'll hit your projection, but it was frustrating, uh, especially after like week five or six to keep on rolling them out there. And he just became a streamer. Yeah, no, that was a great call. Both the Zeke and the Janu. Like I didn't have either of them, but I know just from the inconsistencies I saw that it must have been so stressful to start him, especially Janu, because tight end is such a crapshoot as it is. Like he seemed like someone that was a, a, a slam dunk early in the season that you got a stud and they just tapered off so much. But, uh, John, who's your guy to round this out? I was going to say uh, DJ Moore. Uh, he was just so boomer bust in between the injuries. It was just hard to keep track of when you should play him. Like, just in the past two weeks, he had 131 yards. You're like, oh, he'll be good if you want to play him in your championship. Then he puts up 37. So it's just just sort of the kind of season he was having. If you tried to follow him after a good performance, he probably would put up a so-so or, or not so good performance afterwards. Yeah, he was very interested. And Robbie Anderson, everybody that had DJ Moore hated Robbie Anderson this year because he just took so much away from Moore. Moore was the the deep vertical threat, and Robbie Anderson basically kind of took that away from him, and he became a lot less efficient this year. And it was I just mean, Robbie Anderson revived his career. Let's he did. let's not let Curtis Samuel get off scot free. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I gotta throw him in there. All their offense looks a lot better. They have a good future there. Let's move to the next one here, and that's going to be the best looking. Someone who caught your eye this season that you'll be kind of saying it looks good to draft next year. So someone, in other words, that you think you're going to take them way ahead of what most likely their future ADP is. So it's kind of someone you're eyeing in on right now. 
that you're just going to be, hey, this is, might be my guy next year. I'm going to try to get him everywhere I can. So, Brad, I'll start with you. Who's this guy for you? The guy that I'm about to say is the RB6 right now, and there's no way that you knew that. David Montgomery. Oh, David Montgomery. <laughs> yeah. That man came on. He came on like gangbusters, man. The, as soon as Trubisky came in and he was he was just getting, you know, he's he's the workhorse, so he's getting the PPR touches, and he's also getting all everything on the ground because you have to have some sort of running game if you're gonna have any success with play action and, and through the air. So um he's somebody that I I was hesitant on at the beginning of the season and i guess the first like six to eight games it was kind of hit or miss but you know after the second half of the season he really just he's kind of been a freight train man he's been unstoppable 100 yard games um bunch of ppr touches touchdowns he's breaking off 50 60 70 yard runs like the dude looks as highly touted as he was when he was drafted and he's probably somebody i'm going to take higher than their adp next year it looks real good right now. Somebody that's the talk of the fantasy football world with how he's finished the season. He's won people a lot of leagues. Lawrence, who are you looking at for this category? I'm going to go uh, way deeper, uh, mid-rounds and higher guy. Uh, for me, it's going to be Gus Edwards, man. Mm. Oh, yeah. I like that. They've, you know, Mark Ingram is getting healthy scratches now in the combination of Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins in that run-oriented offense is phenomenal. And it's not like it's it, it's a real 1A, 1B situation. It's like whoever's fresher is getting the goal line carry. It's not like, hey, let's wait till we get to this point to put this guy in. They just give each other breathers, and both of them are looking well doing it. Gus Edwards can catch the ball out the backfield when given the opportunity. Uh, he actually made a big catch uh, for the Ravens uh, in week 15. Um, he's got speed for his size. He, he can get to the outside. And just him being in that offense and him being one-third of uh, that amazing backfield, that includes him, Dobbins, and Lamar Jackson, um, he could be somebody that could be a nice little flex play for good value in 2021. Great call. I took him in every draft this year, every draft. So I'm with you. Great call. John, what about you? I was going to say Miles Gaskin because I think we all had the Dolphins backfield wrong from the beginning of the season. But the more I thought about it, it's just Jalen Hurts. And I know it's only going to be a few games this season where he's going to get the start. But I'm, I'm going to overdraft on Jalen Hurts next year. It's going to be awesome. So uh, so let's say right now, I don't have they don't have obviously rankings really yet, but – Let's say Jalen Hurts is the 12th, 13th quarterback off the board. Oh, higher, higher. Are you going as high as are you going as high as top five, top six? Maybe I think so. I he's wow breathed a new life into the offense. And I love a QB who can scamper. It just raises the floor so much on them from a fantasy perspective and from a real perspective. All right. I like it. Doc, finish this out for us. So for me. It's Tyreek Hill. I will probably – I made a case that you could take him in the 1.01 of redrafts. Double-digit double fantasy games in 15 out of 16 weeks, very consistent. Usually durable unless he breaks his sternum or punctures along, which is pretty rare. 
He had less than 10 targets or less than six targets once this year. Two rushing touchdowns because I love to throw that in John's face. He has 17 total for the year. And just to just to illustrate how dynamic he is, week 14, he had four touches and he equaled 26.1 fantasy points. He could literally have a goose egg until the fourth quarter, catch a 70-yard touchdown and be fantasy relevant. I think there's probably two or three people in the league that you can say that with. He probably will have a second round ADP, but I will definitely take him in the first, probably top five and maybe even number one overall. Props to Lawrence for being the only one in this exercise to take someone not talked about like on every podcast. So I appreciate you, Lawrence. No, it's, <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> talking about David Montgomery, Jalen Hurts, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, not a, I'm looking for like the Gus Edwards of the world. Well, so. well sorry, David. You're out here lumping Jalen Hurts' top 12, and I'm telling you I'm picking him top five QB. So that is the question. Yeah, I'm literally saying I would take Tyreek Hill probably number one in redraft. All right, you guys can stop your complaining. Thank you, Lawrence, for following the rules. Appreciate you. You know I try, man. Get on my, <laughs> get on my level, guys. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to the next one. A fun one here. Most likely to be internet famous. The player you saw the most gifts, highlights, breaking ankles, anything you saw on Twitter or the internet this this season. And I'm gonna start with you, Lawrence, for this one. Who's that We're player all for you? We're gonna have the same ones for this one. It's Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. That's uh, it's either some crazy behind the back pass or it's Lamar breaking ankles. Or, or for Mahomes, it's some crazy shovel pass where he throws it forward for uh, Tyreek Hill. There, there's a there's a, another guy too, but I want to give y'all a chance to to put that on in his clearest day, and it's actually the most funny one. So I'll give y'all a chance to uh, have that one. Um, but yeah, it's Lamar Jackson running around, or it's Pat Mahomes running around and throwing some wild pass. For me, yeah. Throwing one of his 16 uh, dropped interceptions this year to lead the league. You just are. You're just such a hater. It's crazy. You are <laughs> such a hater. Go ahead, John. We'll stay with you. Pick your guy. Oh, I took this too literally. The uh, the most likely to be internet famous player is Juju Smith-Schuster. He just is obsessed with TikTok. Oh, that's, um, that works. I, I don't know how much he practices the dances in comparison to his routes, but it must be <laughs> equal. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, just going on all these players right now. <laughs> Go ahead, Doc. Well, it's a good thing I had a couple because, John, you took mine. and like, <laughs> But for me, it's Antonio Gibson. So the guy with the handle at Fantasy Football is high on him. That's his Twitter picture. We all, I, I think, hopefully follow him. But when Geist got cut, we he was talked about so much. That ADP went through the roof. And then after his big game against Dallas on Thanksgiving when he had three touchdowns, he literally stole the spotlight on Thanksgiving because Ravens and Steelers were uh, postponed. So he got so much attention for that the rest of the season. So I wanted to give you a less obvious answer, David. <laughs> I like it. I like this. That's playing the game the right way here. Brad, finish this one out for us. This one's going to my boy, future starter of the New Orleans Saints, Jameis Winston. He's gonna have 50 touchdowns, 50 touchdowns, 50 interceptions. He's gonna be all over, all over the internet. I'm excited for it. All right, I like that. That was a good job on that category. We got two left. We'll run through oh, these real quick. I, I, I thought, I, I thought you guys was gonna say Derrick Henry with the stiff arms. Every oh, that's a, good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good he one. He make them look like little boys, and they always. <laughs> 
turn into the little get files like wop wop. Josh Norman probably still hurt from that. <laughs> and, uh, and that was I like saw that. Then he did it. Yeah. I saw that, I think, for like three days after I kept seeing, like, they would replace Norman with like, like traffic tickets, like him throwing away, like or anything that like you could think of. They were they were cutting him out, doing him dirty. Right. When your ex comes back in your life, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. That's great. Uh, let's move to the second last one here. We got the biggest flirt. Someone you keep trying to swear off of every single year, and you maybe you cut them and then you pick them back up, but you can't stop getting sucked back into this player. They're just someone that you just constantly are just tinkering with being in your lineup or on the free agent wire. So, John, we'll start with you. Who's that player for you? I always think uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to come back into form, but I think he might this year because he gets to choose his destination. He's going to want to be on the team. The team is obviously going to want to like him enough to sign him, to give him carries, and I think he gets one more good year uh, after this one. Okay. All right. It looks pretty slow right now, but we'll have to see. Doc? For me, it's my ride or die. It's Chase Edmonds. He's running back 23 at right now. So he's technically an RB2. And he has two games with 10 plus, 10 plus carries. He has eight double-digit games because he has three plus catches in 14 out of the 16. But Kenyon Drake gets the goal line work. Kenyon Drake, oh. has, played, Kenyon Drake has played one less game than him. And he's more than double the amount of rushing attempts. Kenyon Drake has 229 carries in 14 games, averaging four yards per carry. And Chase Edmonds has 94 carries, averaging 4.8 yards per carry. I don't know why Cliff Kingsbury plays with my heart and just won't give Chase Edmonds more work. He's a small dude. I don't I think I don't know if he could handle 20 carries week in, week I'm, out. I'm, already... not even, I'm not even saying 20 carries. Give him 10 to 12. Give him 10 to 12. All right, Brad. Yeah, I, I pick this guy up in one of my dynasty leagues pretty much every year. And it looks like that's done for good now. I'm sad to say it, but Josh Gordon, I, uh, yeah. I always <laughs> I always pick him up. I'm always like, man, I don't know if he can give me another 2,000-yard season, but he probably has got a 1,000-yarder in him. And uh, it, it looks like his, his demons just keep catching up with him. And I wish him well, and I hope he gets another chance. But if his fate's in the hands of Goodell, it doesn't look great. That's a good one. Every single year, it was kind of like the Antonio Brown the last couple of years when you were just <laughs> sashing him on your bench, just hoping he would do it. I kind of get that. Yeah. Lawrence, what about you? Mine is AJ Green, man. And, and not <laughs> that he's not he's never in my lineup. Never. No, 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 no. But <laughs> in the beginning of the past, like three seasons, you pick him up and you think you're getting a bargain in the eighth, ninth round, and you're like, you let him have like a hundred yard game real quick so I could start him and just be like, I told y'all he still got it. Well, nah. And this year, I'm done. I'm wiping because they got T. Higgins now. I'm wiping my hands of it. You never know what could happen in the future. He might end up on another team where he could be the number two receiver and shine. But I, I actually, if he do, if he went to like Green Bay, then I'd be like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> or like, what about if he's in nah, Houston I, I gotta with the Texans? Him and uh, him and Deshaun Watson, Brandon Cooks. Will Fuller, Deshaun Watson could make any receiver look good, so maybe there's something there, but I don't know. It had to be with somebody like Deshaun Watson. It's 
Aaron like Rodgers or somebody. I like that. Let's move to the last one here, and this is the lottery ticket. Who is under the radar that most likely to win people the lottery, whether it be a championship? For me, I like to play a lot of DFS. Well, someone to win me that DFS cash. Who's that lottery ticket that literally you could probably snag at the end of drafts next year that will be like a James Robinson or, or somebody that's going to kind of help contribute to your team that nobody is talking about? Doc, I'll start with you. All right. Well, I had Tony Pollard, but then you kind of changed it up. So I'm not going to no, say go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You can talk about Tony Pollard. Okay. So his only start in his career, he scored 31.2 fantasy points. Zeke won't be durable forever as he missed his first game. If Dak comes back, I think that inflates it a little bit. Um, I think he's going to be a later pick because he's still not a starting running back. And they're loaded at wide receiver, which means you can't stack the box. Um, so a lot of open lanes, hopefully. But my really, really deep flyer, because I was prepared to change up, Justice Hill, because an injury to J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards, and he slides into that run-heavy offense. Yeah, everybody forgets about him. He was was he a third round pick a few years ago or was fourth? I can't remember. Yeah, but and, and Ingram's contract is up fifth. after this year. It was a fifth. Ingram, yeah. In, Ingram's contract is up after this year, so I don't think they bring him back. Knowing the Ravens, they'll probably draft like Travis Etienne or something. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> what about you, Brad? I'll stay with you. I'm gonna be a little bit of a homer with this one. I'm gonna go Bryce Love. Um, I think next year I'll be shocked if we still have Peyton Barber. J.D. McKissick had a great year, but I think they'll want to go in a younger direction. Bryce Love was a monster at Stanford. He got hurt, and he's kind of sort of been battling back ever since, and now he's going to be, I think, three years removed from an ACL tear by next year. So I think he's it's going to be him and Antonio Gibson, and I think he's going to do a lot of damage. All right. Lawrence, who's your guy? So I don't actually have a specific person. My two people are people who we don't even know yet, right? Because it's going to be whoever's the <laughs> running back for the Falcons or the Texans. Whoever those guys are, because I it won't be Edo Smith. Edo Smith is not going to turn it. They, they've had him for three years. If he was the guy, they would have never signed Ty Gurley, or they would have never used Brian Hill. So whichever That's person fair. that is will have uh, some good fantasy value. Um, I expect the Houston Texans to tap into the running back uh, bag of tricks as well. Would uh, Even though David Johnson looks serviceable, uh, he'll be coming up on 30 years old, so they'll, so they'll have to do something in at least the mid-rounds at that position. And when you put him with Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, uh, whoever that lucky young man is could be something special playing in that offense. Travis Etienne. Oh, <laughs> He's on every team in this but podcast. It, but if it's him, then you'll probably see him getting drafted in the third round of fantasy. Yeah, that's true. So he wouldn't be late, late, you know. Yeah, agreed. John, round so this we'll out see. for us. Channeling a little bit of baseball player to be named later. <laughs> but uh, I was going to go with, uh, and this is a little bit of a homer pick too, but I feel like Nelson Aguilar still isn't talked about much. Yes, he's sir. only owned in like 30% of leagues at the end of the season, and he's been catching about one long touchdown a game. And if he stays with the Raiders, I'm sure that will continue. 
No, he great call. This year. He, he really he does. looks great. He's fantastic. It, I, I'm upset that when the season started, I was like, well, good. We only got him on the one-year contract, so we're not stuck with him. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shoot, we should have signed him to a three-year contract or something. He's going <laughs> to get expensive. Yeah. Do you think you the, can keep the, him? Yeah, because we'll cut Tyrell Williams, who's been injured for two years, and just I forgot shuffle, he's on that, the shuffle, yeah, <laughs> I forgot shuffle that money over to Aguilar. It's, it's actually pretty simple. Good throwback. Hey, remember when there. the two starter receivers for the Raiders were supposed to be Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams? <laughs> yeah. Those were the days. Yeah. That would have been a good lineup. I'm just saying. Remember when it used to be Terrell Pryor? <laughs> he, oh, was a starting, he was a he starting was a quarterback. quarterback. He was never a wide receiver for the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Great right. job, gentlemen. For Washington. Great job, gentlemen. Great discussion. Without any further ado, let's move to our question of the week. And our question of the week is sponsored by Shady Rays. So, fellas, when your future is so bright like Lawrence's, one could say it's incredibly blinding. So good. Make- <laughs> need to I'm make sure Ryan. you need to make hey, sure that you're on keep bringing it <laughs> you need I to like make sure that. that you're armed with the best eyewear in the game to keep your peepers in check who would that be you ask that's none other than shady rays you're trying to run hike surf the waves heck even write impersonation ads for your podcast these uh these shady rays rays are for you why well, i want to give you quality polarizing and affordable shades that you can wear for any occasion Best part is whether your sunglasses break, get scratched, lost, or anything under the sun, they'll replace that bad boy for you. For every order placed, Shady Rays donates 10 meals to Feeding America and have over 13 million donated meals to date. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you use code TRIPLEPLAY at checkout and get 25% off an order of shades that excludes the RX collections. Again, for the people in the back, that's 25% off your shades with the code TRIPLEPLAY. Don't get blinded by your success. Use Shady Rays. All right. Our question this week, which NFL player looks like they're currently in high school right now? So, Lawrence, you're the guest, so we're going to start with you. Who's that player? Does it count for middle school, too, because it's Justin Herbert ever since he cut <laughs> That's what I said. I said, when David said that, I said, everybody's going to say Justin he Herbert. He looked like he about 12. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because, yeah, when it was in our group text earlier, Brad was like, just don't use Justin Herbert. Then. <laughs> but that was it. I think that's the name everybody comes to mind. To, I, if I don't use Justin Herbert, I'm going to end up using Gordon Hayward, and he don't even play in the, <laughs> in the I got a couple guys for you that I have in the chamber if you no, guys don't just say one, them. Just one. Uh, so go ahead, John. You can go next. Um, obviously, I'll Justin Herbert around. as well. But um, any like young cook, uh, uh, young kicker who hasn't like turned gray yet, like they're all like 5'10", 175 pounds. Like they they all look fresh out of high school. As, as until the stress of being an NFL kicker, where all you can do is miss a few kicks and your career's over, gets to them. All right, I like it, Eric. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the specific kicker, and that's Rodrigo Blankenship. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, he, not not trying to be mean. He's an accurate kicker, but my man's looks like a, a high school nerd taking his SATs and the, the water boy, the football team that put on a jersey and the pads look too big for him. All right, Brad, who you got? Instead of the face, I went with a height thing. So I'm going to uh, Tariq Cohen. He's like five, <laughs> he's like five six, 
Yeah. He looks yeah. like you might see him in the hall somewhere. He's he's a little yeah. dude, so I'm, I'm gonna go with him. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Hollywood Brown too, cause he about one forty seven soaking wet. And when you <laughs> see him in the huddle, when you see him he in the huddle, lost. like even next to like Lamar, he looked just like a little kid out there. Yeah, man. He looked like he that kid that like, here you go, you wanna play catch, little man? And they just like <laughs> <laughs> So the first hey, time I'm gonna throw up Lamar. I'm gonna throw up this guy having a great last few games. Yeah, I'm gonna throw up this guy on the screen for y'all. This guy is uh Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson from from uh BYU. That's the NFL player. He's not in the NFL. He's going to be in the NFL next year. If you want a current NFL player, you want if you want a current one, here you go. Who is that? His name name is JK. J.K. Scott, (laughs) the punter for the Packers. Wow. (laughs) If you look him up, you look him up. That is literally, you can't get any worse than that, honestly. At least what I think. But uh, yeah, that those all those are great choices. But J.K. Scott, I think, wins that category, hands down. But great discussion. Let's move to he looks like what? A chick. Let's move to our last segment. That's our game of the week. All right, Doc, what are we playing this week? All right, so I did a little research, and I have 10 miscellaneous stats. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you, or I'm going to say, guess how many of this or whatever. You guys have to give me a guess, and whoever gets closest. There is no correlation. All of these are going to be random, okay? All right. Let's do All it. right, so we're going to start with David, then Lawrence, then uh, Brad, and then John. Sound good? Let's go. Mm-hmm. So the first one, since his career might be over since he's not playing Week 17, give me your best guess for Frank Gore career rushing attempts. Not yards, attempts. Ooh, I was going to say yards, I know exactly. It's 16,000. It's 16,000 yards, but how many attempts? Oh, my God. I'm going to be so off on this. Uh, let's say – uh, so he's been playing like 15, 16, or something like that years. I'm going to say he has 4,500 attempts. Okay. Lawrence? Well, uh, I was doing the same math because you do 15 years and 300 carries, but he didn't. I, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say 39.81. Ooh, I like that. I wasn't going to go that specific, but now I will. <laughs> what are you guessing? I'm going to say 4,020. Okay. And Brad. I'm going to do I'm going to take the math route. I'm going to say he I'm going to say he's about 3.2 yards a carry, which averages out you to like You think it's that low? 000. It's not fair. Yeah, he's a math he, he's he's always worked with numbers. It's not fair. I'm gonna, I'm going to go 5,000 carries for Frank Gore. All right, well, you are way off, so the math is wrong. Lawrence gets the category. He has 3,735 career carries. Oh, oh, man. All right, the next one, and we're starting with Lawrence. You got the point. Peyton Manning, career pass attempts. I need so yeah, I need somebody to go ahead of me for me to even do it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, damn. Um, I don't even know how many attempts people do in a season anymore. Yeah, all our guesses uh, are going to be career pass attempts. How many 9, times Peyton Manning threw the ball? Nine thousand one hundred and sixteen. 
right, Brad? I'm going to go 7,000. Okay. John? Um, I'll go 6,021. Okay. And David? So maybe 30 attempts a game times 16 games would be like 4,800 attempts. attempts. This is like one of those job interviews where they they ask you like some crazy question and they just want to see how you think about it. Yeah, they just want to see the process. I'm going to say 12,600. I don't know. Oh, you're way off. All right. Well, Lawrence is pretty close. He threw for he threw nine thousand three hundred eighty attempts, wow. so he was within like two hundred. Wait, 200. what? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's taking steroids, but then. Yeah, nine thousand three hundred eighty. So you were close. You're pretty close. All right, we got to come right, back well, now. All right, well, well, third, and we're going to Brad to start with this one. Larry Fitzgerald career drops. Ooh, oh, wow. this is a fun one. Eat on that one. Yeah. I'm going to go like 10. Okay. John? I know he has like more tackles than he does. He drugs. does. So yeah. I think it's like something crazy low. I think I'm going to go four. Okay. David? I'll go lucky seven. Okay. I'm Lawrence. going seven. I, I'm going seven <laughs> as well. All right. Well, I know you guys love Larry Fitzgerald. He has 30 career drops. Really? So wow. Is that high? He has yeah. more, ta- he has more tackles. I thought he had. I, 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 about that. I think he has. has I, I was looking it up. Or I think he has like thirty-six tackles and like thirty. Oh well, I, I was underrating his tackling ability then. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Cardinals have had a lot of bad quarterbacks in this time, so he's had to chase down some interceptions. But Brad's <laughs> on the board, and Lawrence got two. Number four, John. We're starting with you. The number of games that Vontez Perfect has been suspended in his NFL career Ooh. for everything, for everything, PEDs, uh, suspensions, for hits, all of it. I really like that. I really like that. I'm going to go okay. with 20. I think he's missed a season and change, 20. That okay. was my exact number. David? I think that's a little conservative. I say it's he's missed 32 games. Okay. Lawrence? 24. Okay. And Brad? I'm going to go 25. All right. Well, it's 22. So Lawrence and John both split a point. (laughs) So they they both get a point. I'm going to say 21, but I want to be close to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number five, and we're going back to David. The number of dollars or the number of millions of dollars that Darrell Rivas signed for. Not the money that was guaranteed, but the money that he actually signed for in his career. How many millions? Okay, okay. okay. Darrell Reeves, gosh. Uh, man. The, the capitalist himself. <laughs> I feel like he signed a hundred million dollar contract. I feel like that was in there. Um, I could be wrong. I'm going to say he signed for 187 mil. Okay. I'm Lawrence? Gonna get this one. So I'm gonna go 116 mil. 160 or 16? 116. Okay. Brad? What was the question again? The amount of money that Darrell Rivas has signed for in his career in terms of millions, not the guaranteed money, 
but actually okay. what he signed for on the contract. Like the total, I'm gonna right? Go, yeah. I'm going to go 220. Okay. It does, like, I don't know how many renegotiations does he do because it doesn't count if he signs like 50 million and then changes it two years later for 70. Yep. Is that 120 or okay? Yep. No, no, no. Oh, okay. it's, it's that added on. It's the amount of money that he That's signed true. for over the course of his career. Okay. So, yeah. So, so a renegotiation wouldn't like essentially double it. Okay. No. Um, I'll go 182 million. All right, well, Brad is closest. Darrell Rivas has signed for $265 million in his Ooh. career Ooh. with $124 million I thought I was being like out there going 187. I'm also on record, man. Five years, 70, and a four. I don't know. He got he got a hundred at one time. Uh, I think and then corner is the hardest position in the NFL to play. He, he, signed a, he signed a couple of one-year, $24 million contracts. So, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, going to question six, we got Lawrence with three, Brad with two, John with one, and David with zero. Let's see if we can turn it around. <laughs> Lawrence, we're starting with you, but I should have started for John for this one. Robert Wood's career rushing touchdown. <laughs> Eight. Okay. Brad? I'm going to go 15. Okay. John? I'm going 12. Okay. And David? 11 just stung me like a bee, so I'm going to go 11. All right. Well, you guys are all overestimating Robert Woods' rushing ability. He has four <laughs> career rushing touchdowns, two being this year. Wait, he only has four, and you talk about like he's going to get it every single time? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He only has four in his career, and every season you you like to bring up that he has rushing upside. That's enough. I think he had two last year, and he had two this year, so that's enough for me. Um, All right, well, another point for Lawrence. He's killing it right now. Yeah, we're going to start with Brad for this one. We got four left. Tom Brady career playoff wins. Oh, Hmm, I'm acting like I'm not. That's brutal. All right, um, I'm going to go – 40. Okay. John. Nicole, you can't help out. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to think because he gets to the Super Bowl like every single time. So like Brad, you're saying he only played for 10 years? Like that's pretty much what you're well, saying. Well, I'm saying like he's got six rings, right? Which is at least three <laughs> wins a year. Four wins. That's twenty four, and then I, I, yeah. I think I'm going to go. Happens. I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, forty eight. Okay, David. Forty four. All right, and Lawrence. I know it's Brad said forty. It's either high thirties, but I'm going to go thirty. It's thirty on the dot. <laughs> oh, <Whoa>. Wait, <laughs> what? This man's I think that's not that's not as many as I thought. I mean, oh, keep in mind he's got he's got buys, so you only need that's true. Yeah, the buys the buys were throwing me off. Because yeah. I was gonna say he gets 24 just from his championships, but that's what I was thinking. Aaron Rodgers to, to Tom Brady. I think that's why I know that. All right. Well, I mean that you, you had it on the money, so really the only one that can tie you is Brad if he gets the last three and I'll do it. I got it. I'm um, close. We're, start, we're starting with John for this one. Ed Reed 
career interception yard returns. Oh, God damn. Oh, yeah, I was in a random mood today. I was in a random mood. Where are you even getting this data? Yeah. I'm uh, looking I, it up. Football reference. I was going to say, it's like this is some tough sledding for you to find. I, I, you I broke out the calculator today to do all the, the, the abacus. He's been sliding stuff <laughs> over back and forth. Um, I know he has. he's had like a couple like almost 100-yard returns like very high up there. So I think he's a thousand yard receiver on returns. 1,082. All right. Like Lord's uh, screen went black there. I feel like he's looking it up. All right. <laughs> David, David, John said 1,082. What are you guessing? Uh, well, I think he has like around 20 ish career interceptions or something like that. And so That's maybe, cool. so I'm going to say maybe averages. One, like 30 to 40 yards of return, I'm going to say 687 return yards. Okay. Lawrence, you're going to get this on the money? 548. Okay. And Brad? I'm going to say he has 750 yards. If Lawrence gets this on the dot, you got to go buy a lottery ticket. All right, well, you guys are all underestimating Ed Reed because he has 1,590 career I, I told you all, return wow. yards. Somebody so I get that, that, though, right? I thought somebody... So, I, so, so I get the point, technically. I was the highest. So John gets the point, but nobody, nobody can win besides Lawrence. So the game is his. 30 right, seconds well, of FaceTime. Well, Lawrence, the FaceTime is yours. But I want to say we really appreciate you coming on the show tonight and, uh, and hanging out with us. And can you let uh, our listeners know where they can find you, stuff you may be working on, anything you'd like to plug and all that good stuff? For sure, man. Well, uh, first, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for y'all having me, man. I appreciate that. This was fun, man. Um, definitely have to do it again. Uh, you can get me right here on Twitter at the name below right here, at Lord Don't Lose. Uh, I'm on the gram as well, at Fantasy Football Lord. Uh, now that the season's over, we'll be looking. We'll be talking about things, looking forward to the next season and so forth. Um, not just fantasy football. I talk just straight football as well. So uh, yeah, check me out, man. Great follow for sure. Uh, I recently found this man uh, not too long ago, and stuff is great content. So make sure you check out all his stuff, like he was saying. For everybody else listening, watching. If you're playing this week, we wish you the best of luck in week 17. Otherwise, we hope you're enjoying that mental breather this week. We will catch you all later. See you guys next week.